On this episode of the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast, we'll be taking a look inside Week 7 action of the National Football League, along with CJ's college football breakdown. We will be adding in a little MLB playoffs and NBA action as well. That's all coming your way next on the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Oh, indeed. I'm glad you connected. This is Dave Johnson, voice of the Washington Wizards. You have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man, Josh Kirby, on Sports Podcast. What is going on, people? Episode 10 of the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Man, 10 episodes in. I I really cannot believe this. And I'm glad to be doing episode 10 alongside my brand new partner, CJ Mintier. CJ, what's going on today, buddy? Dude, it's a great day to be alive, and I'm hoping that we can keep this podcast going, keep bringing entertainment to the fans, and also talk some really good sports with you. Oh, definitely, man. That That's why you are the number one co-host out there. You know that? It, it's amazing. Um, Before we get into things, um, just wanted to um, acknowledge the passing of Rich Tantler from NBC Sports Washington. Um. He was on the Redskins Talk podcast with J.P. Finlay, and um, I when I heard the news, it really shocked me because um, he did great things for NBC Sports Washington, and I really enjoyed listening to him on um, the Redskins Talk podcast. So um, thoughts and prayers out to his family, friends, and the people at NBC Sports Washington. Rich, you will be missed, sir. Alrighty, so... Let's get right into it, CJ. Um, I I just have to say, how about them Redskins? We got the job done. <laughs> oh my god, I I was working. Um, I I gotta say that was a crazy game towards the end. A snap infraction, then Maher just hits the kicks the ball. Uh, on the upright, and the Redskins beat the Cowboys. First time in. What is it? Two years? I it's been a while because last year I know they didn't win against Dallas, and the year before that they didn't win against Dallas. So they finally got the job done. Yeah, did you watch that game? I mean, I saw a couple controversial calls from it, especially the hit on Dak Prescott. Uh, one that was one call that I did really want to get into because, I mean, we talk about protecting the quarterbacks making sure that there's no roughing the passers, but whoever that was just laid into him as he was trying to go down to the ground. Or I think the reason why they made that call or the no call is because he was going out of bounds and they just let it happen. But that was about as much as I could see of that game because usually those games are tightly contested. They're good games. But yesterday I was more – on Sunday I was more interested about – the Rams and seeing if they can continue their their march towards undefeated season as well as the Saints beating Baltimore on Justin <laughs> Tucker's missed extra point. Oh my point, gosh. Man. That was crazy. But before we get into those other games, you're getting way ahead of us here, <laughs> CJ. Um gotta talk about my Redskins. Uh, I mean, the Redskins still aren't a second half team. No. They they are not and it really disappointed me. Yeah, they're playing not to lose. I I think I said this earlier. Um, I'm not sure if it was to you or not, but Jay Gruden is afraid to win because yeah, Jay Gruden he, he gets hesitant. I feel yes, it's I I mean I'm mind blown by the fact that the Redskins can't put up a touchdown 
in the second half. They were in the red zone like two or three times. All led to field goals. This what is the two heck? Games in a row for you. Yes, it, it's ridiculous. And the Redskins cannot expect to win if they can't do crap in the second half except for kick field goals. Field goals aren't going to win you games. Touchdowns are. I love defense, but when your defense gets tired towards the end of the game, you can't always rely on them. Yeah. You just can't. That's why there's two phases, actually three phases to a game, offense, defense, and special teams. But your defense can easily get tired, especially against a running quarterback in Dak Prescott. Well, I got to say the defense played solid pretty much the whole night. That Like uh, Ryan Kerrigan with a strip sack and – Preston Smith picking up that ball into the end zone for a touchdown. That that was a great play there. And I saw a stat on Twitter. I forget who it was from. But the Redskins only had two second-half touchdowns so far this season. One via the what? offense and one via the defense. That's terrible, man. Yeah, I... Yeah. That is terrible. No offense to your Redskins, but that's terrible. Yeah. That your second-half... Only amounts for two touchdowns in eight weeks of the season. Yeah, I just don't know what to say about that. I really think the Redskins need to improve big time. And if you want to make the playoffs, not scoring in the second half ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna cut it. Yeah, it just ain't gonna cut it. Yeah, but uh, my keys to the game, uh, the my keys to the game before the Redskins played the Cowboys, they got to get the run game established. And Adrian Peterson did that. Adrian Peterson is a straight tank. And he just keeps on running. He will run, run, and run. The only issue is Jay Gruden will not let him rush over 100 yards. 24 carries, 99 yards. Why don't you get him to the triple digits, man? Yeah, I'm not really sure why he did that. But there's just a lot I'm starting not to like about the Redskins coaching situation right now. But all in all, a rivalry game, pretty great win. Uh, I mean, the fans at FedEx were probably going nuts after Maher missed that kick. And, uh, man, like uh, I saw the replay on TV and I was like, man, wow. I'm, man, it, it was crazy. But, um... Looking here, Adrian Peterson, most of the carries, receiving, I I mean, it was decent. Capri Bibbs, a touchdown, uh, a passing touchdown from Alex Smith. Jordan Reed, 43 yards, along with Bibbs. Doxon, 42 yards. Mo Harris, 22, and Michael Floyd, 20 yards. Um, no, I mean, that is decent, but they were without Crowder, Richardson, and I forgot the third one. How can I forget who else? It was Crowder, Richardson, and how can I not remember? I I totally forgot who the third person who was injured. But um, Crowder and Richardson, two wide receivers that you definitely need. Oh wait, what? Nah, it wasn't. Um, might have been Davis. It might have been Vernon Davis. I'm not sure. I think it might have been the Vernon Davis, the third injured guy. But um, all in all, their receivers, they were lacking receivers due to those three injuries. And, I mean, 43 yards, I'm 
43 yards by Bibbs and Reed, 42 by Doxson, 22 by Harris, and 20 by Floyd. I mean, they, uh, they seem to do all right without them, but um, I just hope we can get our receivers back so we can start passing the ball a little bit more. But once again, I don't want the Redskins to veer away from the run game. You shouldn't have to. That is a core component of the NFL. Yeah. In any football game, you need to run the football. Yeah, like against the Saints, what they do there? They didn't rush the football You were not going to win that game. It didn't matter what you would do. You were not going to win that game when Drew Brees was going to break the record. Yeah, I mean, probably. But still, if you're looking back at that Saints game again, look at this. Chris Thompson only rushed eight for 17 yards. Capri Bibbs, four for nine yards. Adrian Peterson only had six yards that game. So the Redskins got to work on that. I'm, I mean, they did it well. They beat the Cowboys, but there's a lot the Redskins need to improve on. So Redskins, final score 20-17 to off a Dallas Cowboys missed field goal. Boy, am I feeling glad about that because we beat Dallas. What games you want to go over? My co-host, CJ. Well, the first one that I want to go over is the Chargers versus Titans. The Titans went for two to try and go for the win instead of the tie to take it to overtime, and they didn't get the two-point conversion. Do I like the call? Absolutely, because Mike Vrabel wanted them to win, but they, but it didn't happen. He knew the risk of it happening. I'm, so. So, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but I think you meant the Titans and not the Chargers. I said the Titans. Oh, you did? The Titans went for two, and they didn't get it, and Mike Vrabel knew the consequences of him going for two. So they get out of there with a loss, but they have to feel good about themselves because they tried to go for the win instead of the tie because they know that a tie is very possible now in this season of the NFL. Yeah, but um, in this age of coaching, I would have just won for the field goal and tied it because you never know what can happen in overtime. I love the gutsy call. Yeah, I mean, gutsy calls is what makes the NFL great sometimes. But um, I, I I don't agree. I feel like they should have just kicked the field goal and sent it to overtime and saw what happened there. But, you know, yet again, there could have been another tie in London. Exactly. <laughs> just like the Redskins. All right. Um, let's see here. Cleveland Browns. Another overtime loss. They lost to Tampa Bay. They tied it back up, and guess what happens? A nice kick from the Buccaneers kicker. I think it was either a 56 or a 59-yarder that they nailed. He nailed it. And all I could see from that game, the picture that I see from that game is Baker Mayfield staring onto the field going, Uh, are you serious that he just nailed that field goal? Yeah, like like how how many overtime games have the Browns been in this year? I I think they're like the most in the league for overtime games. I wouldn't be surprised, but at least they're getting out of regulation with at least a fight this year. Yeah. And look at this. Jameis Winston played terrible. 32 for 52, 365 yards, and two interceptions. Cleveland's defense is not bad. I, I, they're, they're in tight games because their defense is actually pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. They just can't get wins, though. They can get ties, but they can't get wins. Yeah, but um, looking here, 
Mayfield had a pretty good game, and Nick Chubb rushed 80 yards on the ground. So He is now going to be thrusted into the starting role with Carlos Hyde now in Jacksonville since he was traded there this past weekend. Yeah, I did hear about what that. A, what a trade. So many trades that happen. This Amari Cooper, a first round pick, a first for, round pick. Are you for Amari me? Cooper? He can't really catch. That that's unbelievable. It shows you the difference between two franchises when New England has a fifth round pick for Josh Gordon, and Josh Gordon is going to be a better player than Amari Cooper is in Dallas because the New England Patriots are going to show him the right way. Yeah. yeah, people will say, oh, he's on the weed, he's on the drugs. Well, guess what? Now he's going to have the chance to play for a Super Bowl because that's the type of program he's going into in New England. Yeah, and Dallas, just looking at their organization right now, it just seems like they're all confused. It, I, all a mess up there. All the way up to Jerry, too, because I think he may let go of Jason Garrett after this season. But I'm not so sure. Yeah. But um, I, it's great for us because we beat the Cowboys. So <laughs> of course, it hey, is. I ain't complaining. But I just gotta get the sports news out there. Um, speaking of New England, though, they beat Chicago. Uh, what a great game it was. A hail mary and at the one yard line, man. At the one yard line, that a, close. And the thing is, though, is that it shouldn't have even have been that close because New England had the game. One, because Mitchell Trubisky did not play well. Mitchell Trubisky threw two interceptions. He could have had five interceptions that game easily because there were three dropped passes that by Patriot defenders that were easy interceptions. And another thing, too, special teams, Cordero Patterson for the Patriots, 95-yard kickoff return touchdown. Plays a big role, especially against New England. They are perfect on all three phases. Sure, their defense gives up 31 points, but they still win the game. Yeah. I mean, the Bears put up a fight, like you said, but New England found a way to come back and win, and it came down to them throwing a Hail Mary one yard short. And they couldn't get the run game going. I mean, if you look at the stats, Mitchell Trubisky is their best running back in that game. Wow. Their quarterback is their best running back. And he made them look like fools out there on the field as well. But you can't win the game when your quarterback is your number one rushing. Yeah, you got to establish the run game. That I mean, case in point for any team, not just the Redskins. So, let's see here. Um, what, what else should we talk about? Justin Carolina Tucker. and Philly is what we should talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's I'm not about forget about that. I throw my computer at the wall when I was watching that game. Because it's just like the Redskins. Philly, I don't understand. This has been two games now where you have had a significant lead. They were up 17 to nothing in the fourth quarter. They lose. You're up three scores against them. 17 points is a three-score game. And you lose this game in the fourth quarter? That is just, that's unacceptable. And Doug Peterson comes out and says, come with me on the sideline and make the play calls with me. Well, I guess I would stay aggressive. Why are you not staying aggressive against them? Because your defense is going to get tired if you just keep putting them back out there on the field. Oh, we'll rely on our defense. They've been stopping them all game. They have zero points on the board. Well, guess what? How much time is left on that clock? There's time left for them to score three three scores. There's, there's time. And they did it. And they did. 
and I'm glad Philly lost because that's what they get. Yeah. <laughs> Man, CJ's fumed about I'm that I'm fired game. up about that. Oh, my God. Yeah, but um, I, I, I was following that game. I was like, ah, the Panthers are going to lose again, and they got the job done. And Philly, they're three and four. One game under 500. Cam Newton is a good quarterback. And when you still give him time to go onto the field, he will do whatever is necessary to win a football game. That's why they're there, to win football games. Yeah, but the Redskins beat them, so he didn't do everything. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, but um, I'm happy for that because the Redskins are in first place. So... Uh, before you interrupted me there, I wanted to go over you, – you made me lose – yeah, Justin Tucker. I, I feel sorry for him. I don't feel sorry for him. I'm a Steelers fan. I'm glad he missed an extra point. Dude has been automatic his entire career. Like 222 for 222. Now he's 222 for 223, and his face says it all. Did you ever see the picture of yes, him staring at the, And oh even Flacco was like, did that just happen? Because everyone's shocked because he's Mr. Automatic. Yeah. And But New Orleans, Drew Brees gets over 500 touchdown passes now. Only three players in NFL history now have that. Actually, four. I'm sorry. It's four players. Wow. Peyton, Brett Favre, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees are the four That's a great accomplishment right there. Drew Brees definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame. And Lamar Jackson gets his first touchdown run. Yes, of he the did. Season. That was awesome. Yeah, the Ravens <laughs> just don't want to let a first round pick go to waste, so they're letting him play sometimes. And, and also, if you look at the play and when they scored, Joe Flacco, he's out as a receiver. He did nothing on the play. As soon as the ball was hiked, he just stood there and just watched Lamar Jackson go into the end zone. It was hilarious. Yep. The, that was a game I was like, man, you got to feel sorry for Tucker. But you're a Steelers fan, so you don't. But I understand that, you know. Steelers had a bye, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Well, we're getting into some teams having a bye week. Um, Not a lot of great games, but I, I want to talk about the Falcons. What in the – like, seriously, the Falcons win by three against the one in five Giants. I, I any, any score is possible in this league – Depending on how these teams are, we thought Atlanta was going to be a powerhouse this year. And we at least thought that New York would put up a fight. And they are right now, even though Eldo Beckham played really well last night. Yeah. But, I mean, those are two bottom-of-the-tier teams right now that just got out of there with a win for Atlanta. Yep, Matt Ryan, 31 for 39, 379 yards and a touchdown. Eli Manning, 27 for 38 Almost 400 yards passing that game and only one touchdown. That Giants defense. Odell Beckham, 143 yards in the air. Like I said, Sterling Shepard, 167 yards in the air. So, man, defense is just not a factor this year in the NFL. Yeah, what what a what a competitive game though. But I'm glad the Giants lost. They're they're probably out of contention for the playoffs at this point. Only a miracle at this point, but I don't think that will happen. Um, Who knows? Why is this week, like, have the worst scores? Like, the Vikings routed the Jets 37-17. The Lions beat the Dolphins. In Miami, after they just beat the Bears, 
What gives here, man? <laughs> I don't understand these scores sometimes. Yeah, I I, I don't understand. Carryon Johnson did a great job in that game. Yeah, 19 carries for 158 yards. But um, <sighs> Matt Patricia, he's turning this Lions team around. I'm very surprised because there were reports at the beginning like about the players and the whole staff just not liking where the team was going. And now look at them. They're winning ball games. Yep. Um... The Colts routed the Bills 37-5. Not a surprise when Nathan Peterman's in the game. Yeah, Nathan Peterman. The, they need to make it. Wait, what happened to Josh Allen? Uh, he he had a little injury that he's going to be out. I think this is the last oh. week that he's out. Oh, okay. But he'll be I back did not hear week. anything about that. But the Rams keep on rolling. 7-0, man. Are they going to end up undefeated this season? Well, I mean, That's if the their strength question. of schedule is... It depends on their schedule, and we'll have to see who they play. But I, I, right now, they're looking good. But against San Francisco, I'm not too excited about it just because they it's San Francisco right now. And they put up points against Green Bay, but they can't do it against L.A. They're good on both sides of the ball right now then, man. Yeah. Uh, next game the Rams have are the Saints. That might be the tough. Man, are, where's it at? I, it's in New Orleans. Yeah. Oh my goodness! What time is that on? Four twenty-five. America's oh, game of the week. Man. That I'm scared now. I I think the Rams have a bye week week eight, and the Rams play the Saints week nine. Then week ten for the Rams. Actually, they play the Packers next week. Oh, they do. Uh, I didn't even see that. The Rams play the Packers next week. Huh. So they're gonna. Man, it's gonna be a little bit of a test here coming up. They're also going to play Philly down the road again. They're also going to play Chicago. They're going to play some. They're going to play the Chiefs coming up here soon too. Got some good games coming up oh, here yeah. for the Rams that'll test them. Hey, great podcast material coming up. But this week in the NFL, not a lot of eye-popping scores. I mean, oh. the Sunday night game was a flop. I mean, Kansas yeah. City just rolling over. Yeah, I, I I came home from work watching. Like, what a joke. Like, seriously. Patrick Mahomes is just really good this year. Hey, next week on Sunday night, an NFC championship game rematch, the Vikings and the Saints. And it's in Minneapolis. Remember wow. that Stephon Diggs? No, I don't. I have no idea what you're talking I'm just kidding, Josh. Uh, <laughs> I ju- I'm just kidding, Josh. Of course I know what you're talking about. Oh the Minneapolis miracle, of course I do. You were probably screaming out of your seat because of it. But that's the week seven recap that that was i mean that was short but not a lot of eye-popping scores to be honest but looking to week eight thursday night football the dolphins and the texans then the four and two redskins play the one and six giants at one o'clock that that might be a good game it's gonna be so redskins if the redskins come in and they lose (laughs) though so redskins that's a term so redskins so redskins (laughs) and um the eagles play the jaguars both three and four teams the broncos play the chiefs the Browns and the Steelers. Browns come to Hinesfield. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Another tie waiting to happen. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, what, what, if, what if that actually oh, happened, man, though? I might just give up on the season. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what if that actually happened? Two ties against a division rival. I just said I might give up on the season then, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 2-4-1 for the Browns and 3-2-1 and one for the Steelers. Um, Seahawks play the Lions. 
that that might be a close competition. You you don't know what the Lions are going to bring week to week. The Buccaneers and the Bengals, the Jets and the Bears, Ravens and the Panthers, the Colts and the Raiders, 49ers and the Cardinals, the Battle of the One and Sixes. <laughs> the Packers and the Rams. Yes, I missed that on the schedule. That This is the game I'm looking forward to, the Saints and the Vikings. Hey, look, the Bills are on Monday night. Remember that stat about the Redskins and the Bills not being uh, good on Monday night? It might continue against the Patriots. Hey, I'm 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 glad um, it's not the Redskins on Monday night this week. And wait, hold up. I'm hoping. I wonder if the Redskins have another Monday night game. Let's see here. Uh, I don't think we do. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it, Josh. Oh, of course, they have a Redskins-Eagles on Monday night, so. In Philly. Oh, man. Have fun with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I remember that one Monday night game where Michael Vick threw a bomb to Deshaun Jackson. The it's first... called the Monday Night Massacre. Yeah. It is nicknamed the Monday Night yep. Massacre. I remember that. But that is your week, what is it, seven, six? Uh, it's I, week seven. Week seven. That's your week seven recap. And we're going to move on now. CJ, your college football recap. Take it away. Well, Ohio State loses to Purdue. And they didn't just lose. 49-20 to they lost. (laughs) What's up with Ohio State? I'm not really sure. And against games where they just feel like they can win because why not? It happened last year against Iowa. They lost 55-24 to last year against Iowa. These are games that they should win. But they overlook their opponent. They go in there without understanding them, and they get beat. And they don't get beat. They get drubbed against these teams. Another one, NC State at Clemson. What the heck, NC State? Why are you ranked if you're going to lose 41-7 to against your ACC opponent against Clemson? And I picked you guys to upset them because Ryan Finley is a good quarterback. But your running offense, I know, is not that good. But apparently, you guys just couldn't keep up with Clemson. Trevor Lawrence is on fire right now for Clemson. They're one of the only undefeated teams left in FBS. Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Central Florida, and South Florida are the only undefeated teams left in college football right now. Well, Alabama, I got to say, Alabama, they have not been giving a test this year. That's true. That is true. Their schedule has been like a bunch of routes. Okay, but in those games, yeah, their routes. Their offense is on fire. Tagovailoa has thrown 25 touchdowns and no interceptions. He doesn't have an interception on the year right now. Well, I mean, that's really good. They're, I mean, granted, they're playing really well, but they're, they just have not been given the test yet. And I feel like... That's just automatic, man. We're gonna make it all the way to the championship. That's because, why I can't wait for this LSU because, game. Because because that that's how I'm feeling. Because that's why they need to fix the college football playoff system. Because if Alabama stays undefeated, they're probably gonna make it. Oh, they will definitely make it if they're undefeated. Yeah. SEC school, they're gonna make it. UCF was undefeated. They didn't make it. Yeah, of course they didn't. Because but no. The governor of Florida declared them national champions. They had a parade at Disney World, man. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the rings that they gave them? Yeah. The I rings saw that. say national champions on them. Yeah. So. Another upset this weekend, Washington State over Oregon. College game day came 
over to Washington State. The Cougars beat Oregon 34-20, to beat them by two touchdowns. That's crazy because Oregon is able to do a lot of good things, even with a fluke loss against Stanford. Even with a fluke loss against Stanford. Wow. And then, as I said before, I can't wait for this LSU-Alabama game because this game has been hyping up now because LSU has been able to do some damage against some teams. They held Mississippi State to three points. It was a low-scoring game, 19-3, to but LSU was just able to hold them to that many points. Alabama has the number five passing offense as well as the number one total offense. LSU's defense isn't the best, number 25 defense in the country, but their scoring defense is great. Their scoring defense is number seven, but Alabama, of course, has the number one scoring offense in the country. So this is going to be a test for them. But the biggest thing for them, don't turn the ball over in this game. One turnover, you're going to screw yourself in this type of game. Because Alabama, as I said, Tugavailoa doesn't turn the ball over. Zero interceptions. And they will make you pay if you turn the ball over in this type of game against them. All right. That was a great recap, CJ. You're doing a great job with that. So, um, moving from college football, the World Series is set. Our predictions were right, man. <laughs> Red Sox and Dodgers. And? And the you think it's still going to be the Red Sox? I was hoping it would be a better series, though, for the yeah. Red Sox and Astros. Yeah, me too. I was hoping it would go to seven games. I was hoping that the Brewers would finish off the Dodgers. But they didn't, of course, because yeah. the Dodgers are a good playoff team. But I'm still not bought on the Dodgers because you just don't know what version of the Dodgers you're going to see from week to week. Not just yeah. that. You don't know what version of Kershaw you're yeah, going to get. Yeah, Kershaw, the- definitely. He was actually closing. He was the closer I know, there. I saw that. I was like, man, they put Kershaw a closer? It's like Madison Bumgarner like, a couple I mean, Kenley years ago. Jansen. I mean, he's been pretty good. I'm not sure why they just didn't keep him. Probably because they overused him. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm sticking with my prediction. I'm Red still sticking Sox. with the Red Sox. Yeah, I because, think. That, mainly because you don't know what version of Kershaw you're exactly, going to see. Exactly, I completely agree. And, I mean, plus anything else. I'm not saying the Dodgers are a bad team, but they're just a little bit on the. Their inconsistency holds me back from saying the Dodgers are going to win. But it's, I feel like it's going to be a great series either way. It's always a great series with Joe Buck and John Smith. <laughs> yeah, I agree too. I think the Red Sox are. They beat a team 3 to 1 in the championship series so i think they'll have the better chance at winning the world series right now yeah yeah um on an unrelated note did you actually get to watch that redskins cowboys game no i told you i saw a couple of plays from it oh but... you, you didn't watch it no not oh. fully okay well um i was gonna ask your opinion on how tony romo sounded calling a redskins cowboys game but i guess you didn't watch much much of it so um moving on really quick let's just give you some nba scores because this is an all-around sports podcast i want to leave out the nba how about them washington wizards in overtime against portland uh, i'm not sure if you watched that or whatnot but um markeith morris went off like three pointers six for ten at the three-point line and in clutch situations too he went off 
made like two three pointers in a row in fourth uh, the fourth quarter and in overtime, and they get the win. They get the win in Portland, one twenty five one twenty four in overtime. Um, Los Angeles Lakers, obviously with LeBron, as we said before, it's not going to be LeBron against Steph Curry because he's in the West now. So, mm-hmm. might be a challenging test. Do you think the Lakers have what it takes to make it to the NBA Finals? Now, with that score, 143 points that you give up, is there any defense in this league right now? Is there any defense? 143 points? You are not going to get to the NBA Finals. And LeBron James wasn't even the leading scorer in that game against San Antonio. It's crazy. This used to be such a defense-oriented league, especially with the age of Michael Jordan. They were actually allowed to play defense. I understand now the refs. That's the biggest thing and why I don't watch much NBA because the refs don't let them play. If you slap someone's hand or breathe down their neck, that's a foul. And it shows because 143 to 142. In overtime. There's there's no defense there. There's absolutely no defense. Yeah. All these scores, you're getting triple digits on most of these scores. There's just no defense whatsoever. Yeah, 127 and 106, Toronto over Charlotte. Um, Orlando, 93, Boston, 90. You get an occasional double-digit score. Occasionally, Occasionally, but not all the time. Probably if the game's, like, really close. But um, Golden State over Phoenix, 123 to 103. Dallas over Chicago, 115 to 109. So a lot of high scoring in the NBA. But still early in the season. Um, We'll we'll get into some predictions more towards the middle of the season, like all-star break. So, yes. Anything, any last words? This was a really quick podcast. For yeah, it was. Out. I mean, not not the most exciting games this week to happen, but hopefully here in a couple of weeks the games will be nice and talkative because, I mean, my Steelers weren't on as well. That is a big thing. Uh, my Steelers weren't playing, so we didn't have to give some insight on them playing as well. Yeah. Um, yes, Steelers next week. Yep. Rivals. Another rivalry game. The Redskins back-to-back rivalry games, but the Giants, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Yep, so um, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Before we leave you, I have an interview with Dan Gloucester of Fox Sports 1550 who covers the high school football game of the week. I will play that for you, that 10-minute clip on the podcast, then we will close things out. And here is my interview with Dan in the press box at Arrowhead Stadium. This is the Josh Kirby on Sports podcast, um, our mobile format. Um, We're coming to you from Arrowhead Stadium in the press box. I have with us today very special man, Dan Gloucester. Dan... Um, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. How are you doing today? Sure, man. Getting ready for uh, Hanley and uh, Sharando. It's October 19th, Friday at Arrowhead Stadium. Nothing like Friday night football in Stephen City. Yes, uh, yes, definitely. Friday night football, great time to be a Warriors fan or any fan of football of whatnot. So, Dan, um, thank you once again for being on the podcast. Tell us a little bit about um, 
what you do. I, I know you're um, broadcasting football and basketball. Um, so give us a little insight how you got started doing that and why, why you love it so much. Uh, well, I was started out as an on-air announcer at Q102 30 years ago. And I uh, knew I always wanted to do something with sports, and they were carrying sports on the old 610. And so got into that and uh, just kind of kept doing it, learned from some really good guys like Mario Retrosi and Randy Woodward, and kept doing it. Um, don't I don't want to leave out Mike O'Dell as well. Mike O'Dell does the Shenandoah University basketball broadcasts. Um, so, yeah, just kept doing it and just love doing it. And, and that's, you know. Why I do it. Yeah, so um, how long have you been in this for? <clears throat> well, I've been at uh, Q102 for 30 years, so I've lived here for 30 years. Yeah, I, no, I'm talking about uh, like Fox Sports 1550 and whatnot, 30? Um, uh, yeah, the, I've been doing games for pretty much ever since I've lived here, uh, give or take a few years. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, yeah, you've had a couple exciting games. Um, I want to I, I want to get your take on one game in particular, the Hanley Loudon Valley basketball game to send them to stage. You, you just sounded like on the radio you were going nuts. Like, what the heck happened to these two? These don't sound like Dan Gloucester and Ken Presley. Oh, no, it was a it was a crazy uh, scene. It was tied up at the end of the end of overtime, and uh, Hanley had the ball. Michael Brown, he scored all 10 of their points in overtime to win it, including the bucket at the buzzer. And I guess the buzzer beater just kind of got the best of me. Because, yeah, that's about the, that's about the most uh, excited I've ever gotten. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so Ken pretty much takes over the broadcast waves. Like, you, they can't hear you for, like, five seconds. He's like, they just won the basketball game and whatnot, all this and all that. And then you come in, and your voice is like, so much deeper than it is right now and I was like it was crazy it was a blast during the game so yeah, um, yeah we just had a lot of fun and it sounded like it uh, it sounded like it on the air uh, for people so yeah. um, any memorable football games you want to look back and talk about <clears throat> um, Hanley, or Sorrento's had some great games uh, the Salem game here they won 7 nothing to win to go to States to play Dinwiddie that was um I think December 2013. That was a cold day here, and uh, they won that game. That was a that was an exciting football game, albeit a seven nothing score. Um, but uh, that was back in the days of George Aston and Reed Ensminger, Hunter's older brother, and some other guys um, on that uh, very good 2013 uh, Warrior squad. And uh, Hanley had a couple down in. Uh, they played a team called Pocosin back in 2004 and uh, uh, L.A. Anderson he was a former athlete at Hanley almost brought the judges back not quite but uh, those are two games that kind of come to mind yeah that's awesome so um, on a game day basis for you um, when it comes to game day and your broadcasting uh, what what's the preparation like for that um, just getting the law the broadcast log right and uh getting all the equipment together and uh getting to the site well in advance of when we're going to be on the air and then uh 
listening to the the podcast that we do kind of as, as our pregame show and then uh, getting ready to go on here. Yeah, and um, the brand new Shenandoah Valley Sports Podcast you just started uh, this season, actually. So um, tell me how that's going, what that's like for you all. It's going all right. Uh, Ken Presley and I do it every week. Uh, we preview the weekly games for Clark County, Hanley, Jameswood, Sharando, and Millbrook. And uh, try and get everybody, all the coaches, head coaches from those teams. Um, and uh, for, mo- for the most part, I've been successful doing that and uh, interviewing them and getting them into the show. And, you know, so. So is that going to be just high school football and basketball? Or are you trying to branch off? How's that working? Um, I think it's just going to be for now football and, and basketball. Um, I'm not sure we're going to. We may. I, I don't. I'm not sure. Like about any that. pro sports, like from your, um, like from your point of view, or anything like that. Um, no, not really any plans to do it. I know you, you're doing a good job covering that uh, with all the local teams, um, but no, I don't. I don't think we'll be doing that. Yeah. How's your show going? Oh man, I'll tell you what. It, it's going well. Nine episodes in, and um. Getting a lot of positive feedback, trying to grow it more and more. So, um, you know, it, it's a, it's slow, but I love doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really think it's much better than writing up articles like I used to do. Right. I, I did like that, but I, I, now that I know the setup and how to do it, I, I like doing this a lot better. So. Um, right, right. Yeah. So, um. And I like the, the little plugs you get from uh, the Wizards play-by-play guy that was pretty yeah cool. I, i'm hoping to, i'm hoping to get more i i thank them every day for um doing that because that that it like the amount of work they have to do on the pro level of broadcasting right. like yeah but it's it i'm just very thankful that they are able to do it and that that is dave johnson voice dave of the johnson, washington yeah. wizards and yeah um a uh, l- little bit off topic um what what's your bold prediction for the nfl season NFL season probably going to be the Patriots and um, uh, I mean the Rams are only team left undefeated. Yeah, um, I guess they would be the, the the favorite, but I need to see them win one playoff game first, and they didn't win. They kind of fell flat last year, playing a six seed, I think, Atlanta. Um, yes, it was Atlanta. Yeah, or maybe they were. Yeah, they were a three seed. But you know, they're 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 pretty tough. Um, maybe the uh, the Eagles will come around, and who knows? The Redskins they might uh, surprise some people and and do something. Hey, I'm I'm not getting my hopes up. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know about you, well, but you're um, a seasoned Red Redskins fan. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. Smart. Yeah, yes, I really I, I am. I'm not going to get my hopes up. But you, your Lions pulled out a big one against um, Matt Patricia's former team, the they Patriots. Did. They did. That uh, was way out of left field. I didn't think that they had a chance in H-E double ho- hockey sticks of getting that win, but they did. <laughs> yeah, it's a PC show, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, gotta yeah, keep PG. It, or, yeah, PG. Yeah, uh, PG family show. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, but um, before I let you go, Dan, um. Any tips, advice for future broadcasters like what you do, TV or radio? Just, uh, I don't know, get to know the coaches as much as you can to where, you know, they feel comfortable talking to you. Um, Do your research. 
probably it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Um, Any questions for me? Yeah. Any um, other about anything else? I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I think that's about it. Um, very great sports broadcaster. You can catch... Um, we can catch you on FoxSports1550.com and iHeartRadio, correct? Exactly. That's Along exactly. with um, Kiss983, correct? Um, n- not anymore. Oh, uh, really? It's just all the games are on FoxSports1550.com. And iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out their uh, Shenandoah Valley Sports Podcast that is also on iHeartRadio. They're doing a great job with that. I make sure to listen every week. But, um, yeah, make sure you check Dan Gloucester out. He is um, really doing great things for this area of broadcasting. Uh, He does a great job. And, um, Dan, thank you so much for joining me on the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Any last words, sir? I'm good, man. Let's getting ready for... Hanley and Sharando. Let's hope it's a competitive game. I'm not sure it's going to be, but let's hope it is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, that is our um, on the road podcast. Um, hopefully, the audio sounds good. Just um, up in a press box and um, with a lot of crowd noise and war drums beating. So yeah, there's no you, there's no way anybody would know that we're at Arrowhead Stadium, is there? <laughs> yeah, but um, hopefully the audio, hopefully the audio sounds good to my listeners. And yes, thank you so much for tuning in. And this was the, this is the Josh Kirby on Sports podcast. Once again, that was my interview with Dan Gloucester, a local radio announcer who covers the games for Clark County, James Wood, Sharando, Millbrook, and Hanley High School football and basketball. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. And a big thanks once again to Dave Johnson for my wonderful intro. Make sure you give us a shout on the email, kirbyonsports at gmail.com, my Facebook at Kirby on Sports Podcast, and Twitter at Kirby on Sports. Until next time, I thank you so much for tuning in to the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. And we will catch you next time. Thanks, and have a wonderful rest of your day.